Hello and welcome to On The Brand Low, the show where we go deep diving inside the Brand Low Medal, try and find some value and explain how our traders vote the Brand Low Medal and it is different to the media votes. Sometimes it's different to the umpires but we try and match it up as much as we can with the umpires and find you a winner as I bring in my two experts, Dave Newell, sports bet trader. How are you, mate? Good, Brownie. Yourself? Yeah, very good, very good. Just explain the way that you vote the Brown Low Medal, which is a bit different to some of the media outlets. It is. So we do a percentage of the three votes votes as a way of distributing our votes so we end up with a decimal sort of um, interval it's, it's the same that we distribute the votes between the players but we do it a bit more minutely so you could have six or seven votes you, you, you give out the six votes but you could have six or seven players voting in any one game yeah even up to ten yeah, for sure. And Cam Dean, the man who just he's, a, he's just a rain man with his numbers. He's unbelievable, Cam Dean. And uh, how are you, mate? Very well, Brownie. And a week off of AFL football finals, no, nothing to do. What else would you do? Get stuck right into the detail of Brownlow. You love the Brownlow, don't you? This is your little pet. You love it. Yeah, I mean, you've backed Lockie Neal this year, who is the favourite at seven bucks. So that is a massive start for you. But you see the Brownlow as such a unique event throughout the world. Yeah, absolutely love it. It's like Christmas for punters. And I think it's so unique as there's no other event in the world where you're betting on how things have gone on events that have already been played out. There's a few awards shows that you're just betting on what the, our judges are going to do at the end of the year, but you're betting. It's so unique. So, so you're looking at how the umpires assess and you're trying to assess how the umpires assess the games. And so you can do it in multiple different ways. You can do it by looking at stats. You can do it by looking at every game and doing your own distributions of votes like Dave does. You can do a combination of the both. Or you can even do it like using sort of some some nous and saying, okay, this is how the the, the, the odds are for the season. But I think uh, Brayshaw wears a helmet, so I'm going to vote for him or, or bet on him. So you can look at some some real specifics about it. So there's so many different ways you can go about betting on the Brownlow, and it's yeah, it's really good fun. So basically, what you're telling me it is research. If you do your research, because we've already seen the games played, you should be able to come up with some sort of winner. Yeah, absolutely. I think That's if you plan. I think if you do a lot of work during the season, you can have. You, you stick to your guns and, and and it's really satisfying if you do get it right as well. All right, let's have a look at some of the leaderboards throughout the media world as they've seen them. And Lockie Neal on top in both the Age and the Herald Sun. Lockie Neal in the AFL Coaches Award. Uh, interesting that Coaches Award, Petrarca second, Boak Steel, which is pretty much how we have it. But the interesting one there, David, I'm going to come to you on Luke Parker and Jake Lloyd, two Sydney players who are in the top five or six for this age. But Luke Parker, they've got him coming second in the Brownlow medal. Yeah, the, the one to be careful there is the age to a, a five players per game. We the, Obviously, the Brownlow is three. So uh, for a player like Parker, who's often fourth or fifth best, as is Lloyd, they're going to get votes. I don't think they're in the top three as often. Ah, so nice just... point, nice point. So the age with a little bit more voting room allows Luke Parker to get in. Let's have a look at the sports bet leaderboard as we see it and the prizes. Clearly, Lockie Neal, we have him on 24 votes. Petrarca, obviously, second. Boke, Petrarca and Steele all around the same round of votes and Dustin Martin rounding out the top five there as we move over to Nat Five, who obviously stormed last year. He won by six votes. Minagola, that is a massive price. Luke Parker, we just spoke about. Zach Merritt, not eligible to win the Brownlow medal, but later in the program, he is eligible to be top five and also top 10 voting. Boys, you've got Lockie Neal clearly on top there. Yeah, I don't make any value in this market now. Lockie Neal, I mark $1.23 and the others all sort of bigger than they are. I think I've got uh, Petrarca at $12.25, Steele at 16 Boke at 38 personally. So it's a no bet on the outright for me, but there's some value in the other markets for sure. But somebody like yourself saw some value in Lockie Neal earlier in the season. Yeah, I think he's been favourite since about round three. Uh, 
I think he's won every award by the media or coaches or players on the whole planet. Um, I don't think I've seen anyone where he's not winning. It looks a very good shot at dollar twenty-five, um, but you know, like so, it makes the the outright a little bit boring. So then that's where we look at some other markets. Let's get into his CV. And he's had a wonderful year, Lockie Nearly Started with a bang, had a little bit of a lull, I reckon, rounds 13, 14, 15 through that area. He finished really well, but 27 disposals a game. He kicked more goals this year. He's in for 38% of their votes at $1.25, pretty short, but maybe if you haven't had a bet on Lockie Neal already, maybe he's one to have in your multis with a top five, with a top ten, because uh, close to the brand lay, you will be able to multi them. You can't at the moment, but in time you will. Yeah, in the next probably in the next week we'll have those up. Uh, it'll be futures multis. You'll be able to put him into the players that you like, which we'll touch on soon. I think we've got a few angles on top five and top ten that we can talk to. Let's have a look at the player round predictions, and these are the totals. So Lockie Neal, in the red there, I've highlighted the red as potential three-vote games. Anything where you, Dave, have marked the them two votes and above, um, and you see some of those votes there. I mean, round nine, Lockie Neal, 2.94. You could almost guarantee that he's going to get three votes. Christian Petrarca has five games in there where we think he gets three votes. Travis Boak has four, but the, the big one through there is Jack Steele, a lot of single votes, but uh, that is a look at how we have seen it and some potential three-vote games, which says to me, Lockie Neal is pretty much a lock at the moment. Yeah, what we love about Neil, as you said, he's got those real standout games where he's probably getting three and you can almost pencil those in. Jack Steele could be getting a lot of twos and threes and ones or he could be getting a lot of zeros and we don't really know. Um, so Neil's a bit safer in that sense. Steele's been so consistent. I think he's polled in 15 out of 17. Small amounts, so I don't expect him to poll in 15 out of 17, but he's a chance. Okay, let's... Ha- uh, did you have something to say, Cameron? Well, it's just it, it, looking at those four on the top of the leaderboard... Sometimes it looks umpires look for a bit of body of work, and Neil's the only one that really did really well last year. Yep. Petrarca didn't get a vote. Steele was a tagger. He had one both, vote. Both, both got a got a reasonable amount of votes, but still hasn't been had a massive season. So he's the one that the umpires would be looking at as have, having done that body of work and knowing him well. We went into the Brandlow Medal last year thinking Paddy Dangerfield, Lockie Neil were the favourites. We didn't expect. Nat Fife to win by so many votes, six votes. Let's have a look at last year and how we saw the Brownlow medal last year for Nat Fife. Now, we had him on 22 votes. These are your votes. Though. That's only three votes behind Patrick Dangerfield, who we thought, but a big lot of votes, 33 votes. He won by six in the end. He got a lot of three-vote games in games that he uh, didn't win. And I'm asking you, is there somebody this year that can do a Nat Fife? Or is the season too short to see a big outlier win it? I think the season is too short. We got Neil so, so sure. Last year it was a very even Brownlow, so there was a lot of variance potentially on those top guys. We don't really have that as much this year, and there's less opportunity, as you said, to sort of make up those votes when you're not expected to. Um, so I don't see it so much. Maybe the one would be Dusty, who, who potentially could. We know that he votes very well. There's a lot of games where he's had sort of 15 and two goals and stuff like that. We, Richmond is such a balanced team with such low disposal tallies that he might somehow managed to get threes when we have him in for ones. But. They've won so many games. Uh, having a look at the voting here and how he's gone in previous years, he is a Brownlow vote getter. But there's games around round five and six where it'll be interesting because I think he's had, against Melbourne, 20 disposals, kicked the goal. Then there was a game against North Melbourne where he might have had 16 and kicked two. But you looked at one of those games and Egg Malesi Smith was the highest ball winner for Richmond with 23. Now, they're so even across the board. Does the umpires fall back to, okay, 
they haven't had outstanding players, but I know Dustin Martin does something with the ball. He's had 16 and kicked two. Does he fit in for two where a lot of people won't give him a vote? Big chance. Yeah, the umpires are sort of making that decision of – in a losing side, a player that's got a lot of possessions, because teams that play Richmond get a lot of possessions, do I choose this player in an opposition team with lots of possessions or do I go with Dusty who's, or do I go with one of those guys, which normally may be Dusty? So yeah. He still has to be a chance in some of the markets. Let's have a look. We, we've spoken about Lockie Neal very short, so he's too short to back at $1.25 at the moment. This is the market without Neal. This is on the Sportsbet app at the moment. Christian Petrarca winning by a vote over Jack Steele. Travis spoke obviously in there, but uh, for me, the value in that, if you've got Jack Steele at 17 votes and his odds are $6, he appears to be the value. Not only that, Nat Fife is a big price, but the one that I like is Sam Menegola. He is a big price at 41. Uh, I've got him in for 16 votes and I just think he's voted in games where they've won. He's had big games in games where Geelong have won this year. Yeah, I do really like Menegola. I'm probably dodging him in that market personally, but I can see the angle. I I like him for top 10s and um, most Geelong votes and things like that. Um, The other one, yeah, Steele that you touched on, I think because he's a chance for votes in so many games, he's had a couple of really clear best on ground performances to go with that. The downside being, we've touched on this before, he's not a previous polar, so you don't know how he's going to go, but there's a lot of chance for him to go really well. It's a good market, isn't it? There's anyone could win it. There's numerous contenders. It's there's so many like some haven't voted well in the past. Some have got boom or bust about them. You know, like yep. I really enjoy the market. What I like about Menegola, and we're going to have a look at his CV, is he's voted before. You look at that. That's not a lot of votes, but you got to remember Menegola hasn't played a lot of AFL football. I think four seasons maybe they have, 15 votes. Petrarca didn't vote last year. Jack Steele had one vote. So, and he plays on the wing. And what I like about Petrarca is when he, uh, uh, Menegola's, when he gets the ball, he tends to be in space. So I think if you're timed a player with the footy, he holds onto the ball for a lot of time because sometimes he's out in his own on the wing a lot. So you look through in his wins and he's had 23 and kick two, 26 and two, 26 and one goal, 28 and one goal. In all their wins, he's kicked goals, 30 and kick two goals. Um, obviously, Tommy Hawkins had a couple of big games in there, kick six and five, but I see some value in Menegola in the top five and top 10 markets. Yeah, I think he's over-indexed and he's historically in his polling. He hasn't been a great player. He's in and out of the side and I think there he still had 15 votes. So I would agree with you there. Yeah, he's picked up a couple of threes and wins in the past when he wasn't a known player. I think he had 23 and two goals a couple of years ago, got three votes. And when we looked at Jack Steele, who hasn't really polled before and that holds him back. We've seen Menegola has polled. So there's a lot going for him there. The, the hard part is his competition's very strong too. All right, let's have a look at the top five markets as it stands at the moment. And there's some very short ones up the top end as you'd expect. So, I mean, that Jack Steele, Petrarca, Boke, you will be able to multi them as we get closer to the Brownlow medal. We can't multi them at the moment, but you could lock, uh, multi Lockie Neal winning into Petrarca finishing top five, into somebody else finishing top ten, but that will be in a couple of weeks. Now, here's the top five finish. So we've started outside those main guys. Dustin Martin, obviously, it's where Zach Merritt comes into it because ineligible for the Brownlow, but he can win this market. Jack McRae, you're going to speak about when we get to the top ten market, but Taylor Adams is there as well. Well, and again, Menegola, I do like him. But Nat Fife, if last year serves any historical data, we've got him coming sixth in the Brownlow, $7.50 to finish top five. How have you voted him this year compared to 
what he did last year considering he had so many votes where we didn't expect him to get votes last year. Yeah, exactly right. So I factored that in this year and, and probably over-indexed potentially on when he's played in the loss and played well and might have gone the other way so it doesn't happen again. You don't want to make the same mistake twice. But um, So I think his ceiling is limited this year. He's not going to do what he did last year and go from I've got him in for 15. I don't think he's going to win. But top five, you'd have to say, is value at that price given we've got him sixth. Yeah, and he doesn't have as much upside this year too because he – he missed three games and he probably played two with a slightly dodgy hamstring. So he doesn't have that huge so the best upside. part of five games gone. Yeah, and he's compressed games. So you can't have too much upside with that. Uh, Nick Natanui, that's what I want to speak about because you have a look at his CV. And as we know, Nick Natanui doesn't get a lot of touches, doesn't kick a lot of goals, doesn't take a lot of marks. But he is still, everybody thinking this is going to be the year where he votes well. I don't think he's ever had a bigger presence in the game around the footy. And I don't think he's ever given his midfield an armchair ride like he's, he's done this year. So he's, a, he's not a bad price at 650. How have you seen that, Newey? Yeah, so I've got him 29th, we can see here with the votes, but I wouldn't take too much into that. We don't know how he's going to poll. I've got to put him in for something every game and because in the past he hasn't polled that well despite being quite dominant, I didn't want to give him too many, but I'm aware of the fact that he has that upside that if he starts well, he's going to continue that momentum and, and potentially poll really well. So yeah, You're big on the look of a player and getting votes over and above just a normal everyday player. Yeah, and I think the thing that's – he's definitely got that. He's got it in two ways. He looks a specific way and he plays a specific way. He's big, he jumps over the top of people. Um, Other things that are going for him is that he's played – more game time this year than he normally would So because Ruckman are playing more game time because of the shorted, shortened games. Um, and he's done really well in media voting. So the media votes have – so he's getting a lot of those. So either he's being assessed by other people as being going really well on the ground, but also that the umpires could notice that. And he's got a real boom or bust thing about him. I think he either goes really well or he doesn't go well. So you might want to try and find things that he's big odds in, like that top five, or you might want to find him against in a group against other players later on where you can get him at a decent price because he could, he could really go really high or really low. I think we touched on this last time, but the competition from West Coast, they haven't had the dominant midfielders they've had in the past. So I think that helps him as well. And he's really got the hype. We talked about that too. Got the hype, but I don't think he's ever tapped the ball out as well this year as what he, uh, ever. I mean, the, the ones he's just put out in front of Tim Kelly, Luke Shu, and they've hit it on the ground running going in. And I think that is noticeable. Like, I know he doesn't kick a lot of goals or take a lot of marks, but that is definitely noticeable. So that's Nat Newey. Let's have a look at the top 10 market. We've left Lockie Neal, Petrarca, and those guys out. We've started the odds at $2. Jack McRae is in there, made the All-Australian side, which I was surprised about. Fife is in there as well, but You've got a little bit of a, a buyer beware around Jack McRae this year. I do. Um, so I've got a couple of stats around McRae that probably make me a little bit hesitant to, to tip him. I know he's been very popular with our punters. I think a lot have him going very well. And, and they, from a stats model perspective, he'd be going quite well because he does get really good stats. Uh, but last year, his best games were in losses. Uh, sorry, this year, his best games have been in losses with 40 and 37, where he probably won't poll. They were pretty big losses to Brisbane and Richmond. Um, and his stats are down on last year. So 86% of his votes last year, he had 35-plus disposals. But he did that, in, that. He had that many in eight wins. He's only had the equivalent of that in four wins this year. So I don't think he's got the upside there that when they win, he's not getting the 38 and 40 he got last year where he polled well. So I'm not sure he's got the upside that he, that he had last year. Well, yeah, and I feel like he's, he's been competing for that spot as the Premier disposal getter 
for the dogs in those wins. Like, because Caleb Daniel and and Hunter and these guys have got a lot of disposals this year as well at the same time. So, yeah. well, they have won their fair share of games, the Bulldogs, and when they win, they win really well. So, Bontem Pally didn't start the year overly well, but there was a patch there of five or six weeks where he, I thought he was the elite player in the competition, and he would be in for some of their votes there. And if Jack McRae doesn't get them, you'd think Bontem Pally'd have to. Yeah, Buntapelli is yep. a very noticeable player. I think Dave's... I, I like Buntapelli top 10. He, he's kicked 11 goals versus McRae's five. He's got the standout features that we love. He's tall. He's got the raking left booty, runs and carries. He's got the long hair, so he's very noticeable. Um, and his best games have sort of come in wins this year. So I prefer Bont over McRae. Yeah, and he's a good bloke. I don't discount that. Like, you know, there's, yeah. some, there's some players in the past the that haven't played well because they're not good people. And it they exists. Don't, yeah, the umpires don't like them. Yeah. All right, another market we've added recently is the most votes for your team. So we're going to go through a couple. We've got a couple more programs to go before the Brownlow uh, medal in three weeks' time. But here's the Geelong one. I, th- I felt this was interesting because Tommy Hawkins, I think he's been the most influential player in the competition all year. He's had some big games. He's $8 and Minagola there at $3 as well. But Tommy Hawkins has to be an outside chance at a big price. You'd think so. He's had some really dominant games. I'm just not sure that his upside is there as much as it is for some of these other guys. I know you're very keen on Menegola. I love Menegola in this market too. I've got him winning for Geelong, so he'd be my pick, and I, I find it hard for Hawkins to beat him and Dangerfield. $3 for Menegola to be the most votes at Geelong. Let's have a look at West Coast. That's the other one where I thought there was some value around. Andrew Gaff, I don't think, can vote as well as these other two guys, but Tim Kelly... Again, started the year a little bit slowly like uh, Bontem Pally, but had a middle patch of the year where it was just electric. And I think that game against St Kilda, you could pencil him in late in the year for three. I love Kelly in this market. We saw last year he polled really well. He's had some really dominant games this year, the St Kilda game. Not sure why they didn't tag him that game, but that was a perfect example where he just gets the three. If Nick Nat over, over polls to what we expect, he might beat him, but I think at the price, Kelly has to be value. Now, can you multi team leaderboards into other teams. So can you take uh, Tim Kelly into Menegola? Yes, you can. Oh, very nice. That's where the value is, Cam. That's right. All right, just about to round out the program. Let's get a tip. Obviously, we'll start with you, Dave. You're going with Lockie Neal, but we need a tip and also value. Yeah, Jack Steele is my tip, winner without six bucks. I really like him. I've got him about 0.8 behind Petrarca. It's probably a three-horse race. I just think at that price, you know, you could take Petrarca, but I think Steele's a better price. You're tipping Lockie Neal as well. Where's your value? I think uh, Travis Boak and the winner without, um, he just kept playing well in winning in a successful side. Port won a lot of games. He played well when they won. Uh, he's a bit of an older player, but this year the short um, games really helped him. And I think, yeah, quite good value there. I think Lockie Neal wins as well. My value, I've pumped up Menegola this whole program. Top five, Menegola. I also like most votes at Geelong too for Sam Menegola. Not far from the Brownlow now. Boys, thanks for joining us. We'll be back maybe just before the Brownlow with some three-vote games, some multis, everything that you need to know for the Brownlow. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Brownie. If you are going to have a punt on any of this between now and then, please gamble responsibly.